With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. The Department of Environment says the results are in for the post-mortem of two brown boobies found dead in Cayman Brack earlier this month. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. In a post on Instagram, DOE says a qualified veterinarian performed the necropsy. The adult booby had compound fractures and a broken wing. Both the adult and chick had 14-millimeter puncture wounds, quote, consistent with those made by a cat's teeth. DOE says the spacing of the puncture wounds is too narrow to have been made by a dog's teeth, and the wounds do not match the teeth pattern of a sister island's rocky guarner, nor the wounds made by any bird of prey. This comes as the DOE address some concerns raised as the National Conservation Alien Species Regulations come into effect. The regulations are designed to protect native and endemic plants and animals, introduce a prohibited species list, outline the distinctions between domestic and feral animals, and further define the procedures and allowable actions to control feral animals and other alien species to reduce the threat to native species. At issue right now, cats, in particular cats roaming wild in the sister islands. DOE says it has absolutely no interest in targeting pets on your property, but cats roaming wild are a different matter altogether. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. If you've been listening to Radio Cayman the past few days, you will definitely know the topic of the new regulations has certainly been a fiery subject of discussion. Tomorrow, tune in to Radio Cayman's For the Record. We're expecting two representatives from the Department of Environment to join our host, O.C. Connor, around 8.15 in the morning. And a reminder, there is a list of frequently asked questions about the regulations, as well as the regulations themselves, at doe.ky and at conservation.ky. As Cayman plans to open its new Washington, D.C. office, the U.K. representative has been doing some networking as well. I attended the Center for Small States half-day symposium entitled Governance Reform in Small Jurisdictions, Challenges and Opportunities to discuss political, constitutional and electoral reform in small self-governing territories and dependencies. Dr. Tasha Ebanks-Garcia tells Radio Cayman the event included topics like legislative reform in the Isle of Man, the impact of political parties on the states of Jersey, monitoring electoral reforms in Commonwealth small jurisdictions, and co-governance arrangements between the UK and Montserrat. West Bay Primary School Sir John A. Cumber nets another satisfactory rating from school inspectors. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller brings us more. With nearly 500 students on roll, Sir John A. Cumber Primary School is the largest government primary school in the Cayman Islands, and approximately 12% of students have special education needs. The Office of Education Standards reports that the overall performance at Sir John A. Cumber Primary was judged to be satisfactory, the same rating they netted in their last inspection in 2020. Overall, student achievement had remained the same since the last inspection except for science, where attainment had improved in primary. Children's attainment in English, math, and science was weak in reception and weak in English and math in primary, due in part to their low levels on entry to reception and or year one. The report says attainment was satisfactory for science in primary school. Students' progress was satisfactory across the school for English, math, and science. Students' behavior for learning had improved and was now judged good, as was their civic and environmental understanding. The report says teaching and learning at Sir John A. Cumber in reception and primary remained satisfactory, although there were examples of good and excellent teaching and learning in the school in a range of subjects. Assessment practices remained satisfactory. The OES says health and safety practices had improved and were now stronger and more rigorous. Support and guidance had improved. School evaluation and school improvement planning also remained satisfactory, but leadership had improved under the direction of a new principal and her senior leadership team, which was now judged good. 
Links with parents in the community and staffing, premises, and resources were also good. In addition, there was a rise in attainment for science in primary. Most recommendations from the last inspection had, quote, been met. Raising attainment in core subjects was ongoing, and the report says there's now a focus on fewer priorities in the self-evaluation and school improvement planning processes. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. Alzheimer's Disease International partners with various Alzheimer's and dementia associations, including the Alzheimer's and Dementia Association of the Cayman Islands. Together, they're on a mission to create an action plan to make a difference. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins explains. If you take a look at the statistics, it's easy to see why associations are seeking a call to action. According to ADI, the Caribbean is set to see dementia cases rise by 155 percent, forecasted by 2050. Dorothy Davis, chair of ADACI, explains how working with ADI will elevate care in the Cayman Islands. They support bodies for the Alzheimer's Association in the U.S., U.K., and their members around the world. So they are they're the ones that seek Strategies, policies, they work closely with World Health Organization, PAHO, in relation to looking at best practices for dementia as a whole. Dementia is the seventh leading cause of death globally and the third in the Americas, which has caused them to create their campaign, hashtag What's Your Plan? In 2017, member states of the World Health Organization adopted this plan that the Global Action Plan on Public Health, like how to respond to dementia. And our Cayman Islands, along with all the other islands, adopted that plan. We are expected to have a plan by 2025. Those seven action points are dementia as a public health priority, dementia awareness and friendliness, risk reduction, diagnosis, treatment and care, support for dementia carers, information systems for dementia, and research and innovation. They are helping us to reach out to ministers around the Caribbean to get their attention to say, this is what is needed. Some islands have started, some have completed, but we have not had an opportunity to sit down with our minister to say, this is what the plan is. But we have had an acknowledgement to the letters. I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. You can find out more at alzint.org. A special treat for stargazers, Comet C-2023 E3 is visible from the Cayman Islands. It's currently visible in the north, rising very late at night. However, it will rise early and earlier each evening and will soon be visible after dusk. However, the moon is now becoming brighter and brighter daily, which makes the comet harder to see. So it's a bit of a paradox. President of the Astronomical Society, Tyan Miller, tells Radio Cayman that using binoculars, he has been able to see the comet the last few nights as a very dim cloud, although it isn't clearly visible to the naked eye. Nevertheless, just to manage expectations, even with binoculars, it's not going to be terribly dramatic, but it's still pretty special because comets don't come by very often. Going somewhere very dark along the north shores of the islands is a very good strategy. Mr. Miller recommends using a phone app or stellarium-web.org on a computer to find the best place to look. In addition, the Society has an upcoming event that will give you a shot at seeing the comet and some other great stuff with a real telescope. January 28th may be the sweet spot between the brightening moon and the comet being the closest approach to the Earth. It's the closest to the Earth on February 1st, technically. 
but that's about as close as we can get before the moon just gets too bright and too close to the comet. The January 28th event will be held at the Spots Cruise Terminal. For more information, check out the Cayman Islands Astronomical Society on Facebook. Cayman gets a nod from Forbes magazine, which described the islands as one of the top destinations for January travel. The write-up mentions the recent Ritz renovation, the National Gallery, and name drops Mrs. Piper's Kitchen and Garden as a not-to-miss dining experience. It also gives a shout-out to Cayman Cookout. That is your latest local news. I'm April Cummings.